The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching and listening to Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci. I'm on the grid, and so is my main man, the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We're also now blasting on the loudest nation in the nation, SB Nation. And we're stoked and fired up to be along for the ride. Always been a big fan of the nation. Excited to be a part of it. We're also excited for the National Football League draft and for everybody tuning in to this show for the first time. Uh, we've been kicking it for a long time on the grid. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down with Cam Stewart. And uh, there's so many hypotheticals in a time of uncertainty uh, right now in this world. But one certainty is the National Football League draft is around the corner and everything's been so hypothetical. Will this happen? Will they play? Where are they going to play? It's nice to have something for real besides that uh, NBA horse competition <laughs> uh, to actually bet on. So we'll start to get more serious about the draft right now. How you doing, Cam? I'm doing good. No, you're right. I don't know where you want to start, Gabe, with the draft or horse, whatever. You uh, host the show. You tell me where to go. But horse was interesting. It's kind of like an old Welcome Back Cotter episode. Different strokes for different folks, different facilities. And I got to be honest with you. When you sent me the email and said it's something I don't want to bet a lot on, I totally dis- I like. I totally agree because you don't know. Some people have good facilities. How's your rim? It's a little bit different here. Somebody's shooting outside. So... It's some factors. At least we know when we're betting on a regular game, everybody's dealing with the same factors, dimensions, and everything else. I'm glad I didn't take Trey Young. That's for sure, buddy. <laughs> well, I told people coming into this that Allie Quigley uh, was the play. Yes. That she's dangerous. She was the best. She's actually the best shooter out of everybody uh, that was entered into this thing. Um, it, it was for fun. It is what it is. I think, um, you know, they don't need to drag it out as long yeah, as they dragged it out. Um, they could have just gotten it done in one one evening. But if you're betting on something, you're putting you're putting yourself in a tough spot when you're betting on something in which one guy's in a jam, somebody's dealing with wind. Exactly. It's you know this isn't the NBA three point uh, competition that we're talking about, but we do have uh, the NFL draft to talk about. That's uh, that's around the corner right now, about a week and a half away. It's hard to believe after all this talk uh, that the National Football League draft is right around the corner. And uh, saving for some, I don't know. I don't see why it wouldn't happen. Uh, if we're able to play a horse in people's driveways, we should be able to virtually draft um, NFL football players. Now, we've been breaking it down on a daily basis as far as uh, the props and the live movement uh, is concerned. 
And, you know, it, th these lines change on a daily basis they do. Uh, as well. So our numbers we're using are from FanDuel. And, you know, there's been so much talk about, you know, about these mocks. And, we've, you know, where, where is Herbert going to go? Where is Tua going to go? I figure we should just sort of start at the top and get caught up to date with what the numbers are right now. And similar to, to Zion Williamson in the last NBA draft, in which there was really no drama at all. Like, you know, you knew that Zion was going to be uh, the first pick overall. And I ended up putting it in a bunch of parlays. Yep. Even though it was a stupid high number, I was like, well, I know he is. So I might as well just put it in a parlay. You can pretty much say the same thing about Joe Burrow uh, right now. But at 70 to 1. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it's like, no. But the thing is, it's not even worth taking somebody <laughs> no, else. Because no. Joe Burrow will be the top pick in a National Football League draft. But it's minus uh, 7,000, which is uh, 70 to 1 at FanDuel. Yeah, I don't care. You could put it parlays. What parlay? You, you know, what are you going to put? Like $100 to win a couple cents? Like, no thanks. Uh, I think we'll pass on that one. It's an absolute lock. But I'll tell you one thing, Gabe. When these for numbers first came out, I remember when me, you, and uh, Scott Wetzel were doing a show and Joe Burrow was minus 1,200. It would have been interesting to go to the bank and take out all the money you have and bet it. And you said it from 12 up to 70 to 1 for this guy. Unbelievable stuff. It's a lock. But... Yeah, man, I can't believe how much that number's uh, gone up. But he you, is... You don't, you don't, when you're betting a number like this, guys, when you're betting on a player like this, if you're taking a top overall pick, you're better off, you, you need to wait until the last day or two. Because the only way that these slam dunk top picks aren't taken is if there's something, if there's some story that breaks about them. It's a lot like politics before an yeah. election. Good call. Is there a videotape? Oh, boy, he did this. We didn't know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a charge we don't know about. He got a red. Like, there's something. That's the only thing. Yet, at this point in time, trust me, Joe Burrow has been investigated, um, you know, by, you know, with a fine. Yeah, he's been. <laughs> yeah, back yeah, to preschool days. Was yeah, he, he's been the vetted. The sandbox. Like, trust me, yeah, he's been vetted <laughs> at yes. this point. And there's really, there's no red flag for him, right? There's yeah. no thing that's like, well, we would take him. But, uh, right? So he will be the first player taken overall in a National Football League draft. The second player overall is interesting, and I'm surprised the number is as high as it is right now. And now, you know, we can argue maybe there's some value if you're thinking maybe there's going to be a trade and someone's going to trade up potentially to try to get Tua, even though the media, the mainstream media, seems to be very anti-Tua yes. over the last <laughs> couple of days. And you're so and, right. And people are like, oh, game. he's going to fall out of the top ten and all that type of stuff. But Trey Young is minus 1,200 to be the second overall pick. And that's just a stupid bet because there's no guarantee that he is the second overall pick. He might be. Um, he probably is. If, But there could be trades, guys. So you're betting minus 1,200 on something. Boom, one trade, you're screwed. It's amazing, Gabe. The Exactly what you said. Think, think about this. They've made Chase Young basically a can't-miss guy. Every story, oh, one of the, you hear reports, former GMs, one of the four best prospects I've ever seen, like 99 out of 100 on the report card. Like, he's never done one thing wrong. I'm not taking anything away from Chase Young. He's a dynamic player. But as we talked about before, he went. A, he was an invisible ghost against Michigan. He has taken plays off. And they're talking about him like, 
no matter what happens in his career, he's can't miss. As for Tua, it feels like they butchered his character. Oh, he's injury prone, this and that, whatever. Are you sure you want to do this? Big risk. So I don't understand. You said it. These guys, the media likes to play lots of games before this thing started, but they've done Tua no favors, and they're really bigging up Chase Young. Well, there's actually less. There's less manipulation and gamesmanship going on in this year's National Football League draft than it normally is. It's no different. You know, it's it hasn't gotten that personal. I don't have a problem with people giving their opinions, uh, but normally there's a big smear fest on everybody right now, yeah. right? And, you know, every player that's about to get taken in the top 10 or top 20 is getting smeared, or I should say more the 15 to the end of the first round, guys, because they're really, like, really good talents, but teams are hoping to smear them and get them late. It happens all the time. Um you know, two, two is interesting. Uh, two, two is an interesting player. I don't think he's going to fall out of the top 10. I can't guarantee someone's going to trade up uh, for him. I don't think anyone else would go second overall if not like if not for the trade. If there's no trade, I think Chase Young will go second overall uh, to the Washington Redskins at minus uh, 1,200. Now, Tua, we talked a lot about Tua. He's plus 170 to be the third pick. Um... Now, that's not a great bet, guys, because FanDuel has over under three and a half at plus 150. So like you're getting plus 170 where he would have to be the third pick or you're getting plus 150 where he could be the second pick. And there's a legitimate chance that somebody trades up for him. Yeah, well, we've already made, made the bet, Gabe, and I think he is going to go second or third. Uh, I, I, I believe... He's too good of a talent. I don't care about the injuries. I think he's a very special player. And you saw some of the tape, too. You watched him on Pro Day. He made all the throws. He didn't look like an injured quarterback to me, man. He was fast as hell going backwards. He was made all the moves, the lateral movements. Everything I saw, all the throws, two is the guy. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, injuries, injuries, this and that. Well, the kid also played hurt, and he got smoked in his last injury, too. Anybody would have been hurt on that play. So I will defend him, and I like what I saw when I saw the Pro, Pro Day videos. I thought he looked spectacular. Uh, I'm going to say, though, has anybody ever not looked good at their Pro Day? Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, though. <laughs> but, no, here's my point. Nate, Nate Peterman had a good Pro Day. That's yes, why he started yes. a lot of games in the yes. National Football yes. League. Yes, he did. And we saw him in the first game, fourth interceptions in the first half. I'm just saying it's different with Tua. I think he's a, a talent that can be a real special talent. And there's no guarantees that Joe Burrow is going to be better than him, Gabe, even though the number will tell you that Joe Burrow is a can't-miss guy. See, the thing is... The teams that want the quarterbacks, the Miami Dolphins need a quarterback. Uh, the Chargers need a quarterback, even though they keep on talking about Tyron Taylor as, as being their guy. Are they going to think, are they going to think, well, we won't have to trade up because nobody's going to take Tua or Herbert in that spot. And they might be thinking that, although I think that might be wishful thinking and is dangerous. I, you know, to me, Tua is almost this year's Lamar Jackson in a sense that people are either all in or all out. Mm -hmm. And all it takes is one. And we saw that with Harbaugh. All it took is one guy to say, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna build my offense around this guy. And Tua, you sort of have to build your offense around him you know, a little bit when you consider the fact there's not a, left, uh, there's not a lot of left-handed quarterbacks. It changes everything, Cam, right? Yeah. Like every, you know, the offensive line, everything's opposite now. Right, like his weak side and strong side isn't the side that everybody's used to. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. suddenly it becomes the other side, 
right? It's the left side or left the right tackle. side. Now, yep. yeah, exactly. As he turns, and it's kind of crazy, and I don't really understand this why the the spin and the spiral of the football would be different, but it is. Like you figure, like what difference does it make? Like if a ball is coming out of the machine, a left hand, a right hand. Like what difference does it make as far as the spinning and the spiral? But it does, and it's an adjustment. It's not as if the wide receivers can't do it, uh, but as I stated, there are some coaches that just they don't like doing it. They they're going against like the opposite direction of everything they like doing. Can you know what yeah. I mean? And, it's, I don't know, is that sort of, is it short-sighted to discount I think someone I think because they're left-handed? But you'll yes. see. There's yes. not, there hasn't been a ton of left-handed quarterbacks in the National Football League. No, there haven't, but they've all been good. Boomer Esiason was a lefty, very good career. Steve Young, a lefty, very good career. So I looked at some of the guys that Mark were there. Brunel. Yeah, Brunel, very good career. You could say what you want. All guys that haven't played in about 10 or 15 years. Yes, that's the thing. But we remember, <laughs> but we remember these guys, Gabe, and, and they were good when they played. So... I think it. I think it's something that people want to hold against. You know, I've got no problem with you being a southpaw quarterback. I get it. It's a little bit different, but I wouldn't change the draft status of a guy if he's a lefty versus a righty. I like Tua Tua very early in in the draft. Well, no, and I I agree. And listen, all you need to know about this, because as far as Tua is concerned, there you know there's there's some interesting props uh, here. Um, like we talked about the exact order prop uh, before. All right, so, well, we'll get into the exact order prop, but FanDuel has, will a player be taken? And it's sort of like golf. Yeah. Will he be taken in the top five, top 10, right? So they have different numbers. Tua is uh, minus 1050, all right, to be in the top 10. He's minus 105 to be in the top five. Oh, God. Right? I like so he's, that. He's minus 105 <laughs> to be in the top five. So I'm just standing, there's good value with him to be in the top three and a half at plus 150 then. You know, if they're thinking it's a slam dunk, he's top 10. It's funny because the media says, oh, he's going to fall out of the top 10 while the books no, are saying won't. otherwise, that it's 10 uh, to 1 that he's I a would, top 10 pick. Yeah, and I'll listen to the books. Uh, minus 105, I don't mind that pick either because I don't see him falling to six. I don't think at some point, like we said, guys, all it takes is one general manager. It, it takes one to like him, to say, I'm not waiting because I think somebody else likes him as well. So I'd be surprised if he lasted past five. I don't have a problem with that bet, Cam, at minus 105. No, I think it's a very good bet. And if he goes, I think he, a team's going to trade up to two, or he's going to go, you know, the, I, he's going inside the top five. I like that bet with the low juice. Top 10, I'd need a little bit more. That is too much juice. But, Gabe, don't you think it's a lock that he goes in the top 10? If he doesn't go, like, if, the, if he's still on the board at six with the Chargers, I don't care what they say, they are drafting to it. It's hands down. If he is there at that number, they'd have to. Well, you think you're going to – I know they're big on uh, – we talked about uh, Tyrod Taylor, that, and that's the spin. Oh, Tyrod Taylor's our guy. Don't worry. We, we feel very good about him going on with you. Do you? I've heard the these Chargers, stories before. Listen, the Chargers could be bluffing. Oh. They could yeah. be bluffing. You know, it would Listen, it makes perfect sense, but the thing is, it's not as if those teams in the National Football League are all about logic. Yeah. All right? Like um, – you know, they're about as logical as Charlie Sheen after an eight ball of blow. Like they're not they're not logical, right? Like they do they, look how yeah. wrong they are all the time. Oh, they're all they're wrong. Like, they're a lot. wrong consistently yeah. every year. They're always wrong. Like they literally are throwing darts. So it's you know, for me, and this is my own personal opinion, and this is why I like the Jordan Love prop under 19 and a half so much as much as I do right now. 
I'm sort of thinking it's just me. I believe that Jordan Love will sort of be like Daniel Jones from last year, that he's going to get drafted higher than Mel Kuyper or McShay and these guys think. Mm -hmm. And that's always the thing. And I always find it amusing then when the media grades like a draft that night. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe they took this guy. Oh, nobody. We had him going here. Yeah, you had him going there. You had him going there. You're on TV. You're not a professional. You don't work for them, right? So the 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 the, the, the so-called experts they judge these drafts and the pick where they had guys. Yes. Which is irrelevant because exactly. you're not in control. So it doesn't matter where you had the guy. It matters where who the guy that actually has the job that picks up the phone and says, we're going to take this guy. That's all that matters. And last year we saw, listen, say what you will about Gettleman. And people say a lot about Gettleman, especially in New York. Trust me, the general manager of the New York Giants. And that was a whacked out pick uh, of Daniel Jones at the time. But it's not as if though Jones wasn't hyped up, right? There were people that thought he was going to be 15 to 20, late first round. The Giants said it's almost like fantasy football, guys. If you like a guy and you know the next time I pick, he won't be there. I got to get him now. Then, yeah, you'll take him a couple of spots higher than maybe, you know, the 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 power rankings, um, you know, the 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 ratings have uh, the player. And where I'm going with this is I think Jordan Love will be that guy. I think there's one GM out there right now in the top 10 that is saying I'm going to take Love. No one knows it. I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna snatch this guy. Wouldn't shock me if it was Jacksonville at nine. I love I love him it, to go to Jacksonville. It wouldn't surprise me though if that was the Chargers. Yeah. Like it wouldn't shock me if Jordan Love went sick. And people say, oh no, no, they can trade down. You can't get that cute. There's not that much wiggle room, right? Like where are you gonna trade down to? You're gonna wait till what? Exactly. The second round, Jordan Love won't uh, be he, around. He will not. Right? Be Someone's around. gonna grab him. So I think that's where we go with this. I think gonna, there's gonna be some surprises in this draft, guys. You know, the mock experts are just, it's just mocks. I think we'll see some surprises. I think Jordan Love going higher, a lot higher than people think will be one of the surprises. Yeah, well, I, when you look at Jacksonville and what they got going on there, it's a, it's a proven that uh, Mr. Jockstrap, uh, Gardner Minshew, that Minshew mania is done. After that game that they had overseas in London, the interceptions that he threw, sure, he had a couple nice games, and other teams collapsed there too. So, yeah, I think they need a real quarterback, and I'm going to tell you something, Morency, I agree. I think Jacksonville at uh, number nine, I would not be shocked if he went to the Jacksonville Jaguars in that spot. And to your other point about these mocks and such, uh, that's the thing. And I don't like when guys give draft grades. We'll give draft grades after a couple of years, too. I know it's a job that you have to do, and it's like, let's grade these guys. How the hell do we know? And I'll tell you, Daniel Jones played behind one of the worst offensive lines. I see big things in the future for him. You know, you look, we'll go over the draft order a little bit and see how this falls into place. And you sort of have to count on trades. Because, you know, lot, and I understand, this is why Jordan Love is where he is. Is people look at the teams and figure they don't need a quarterback, they don't need a quarterback, they don't need a quarterback, uh, etc. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that there's not one team that's going to trade up, and it happens all the time, guys. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking? 
and want to know how to make it your career. Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Continues. I am David Brunson with Florida Dow with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We're talking about the National Football League draft. And of course, we're now kicking on the loudest station in the nation, SB Nation, right here, weekdays from 6 till 7. Following Scotty Farrell goes coast to coast. Scotty will be back uh, as well at uh, 7 o'clock. We're fired up. We're also fired up uh, for the National Football League draft uh, as well. We're trying to break it down the best that we can. We focused a lot on Jordan Love, and it's funny because I like Jordan Love to go under 13 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> then they moved the number to 17 and a half. Then they moved it to 19 and a half. So the more that the mainstream moves him downwards, the more that I like him upwards. Um, I think, you know, fade the public, as we say, when there's actually games. Yep. Now, when it comes to drafts, guys, and I say this every year, and I do very well with drafts every year, and I've been doing it a long time, is fade the media. You know, I've said this a million times, but I'll say it again. You know, when you're betting an in-game, right, you're betting a point spread. And people say, man, I can't believe how sharp that number was. Can you believe it? You know, the total was 242 and a half and it landed 242. Yeah, believe it. It's not a guy named Fat Tony anymore with a cigar. All right? You're not betting into a number. You're betting against a computer. All right? You're betting against a smart computer that's been fed information from smarter people than any of us are. So you've got these MIT math type of guys that are crunching data into an algorithm, and that's how uh, that's how sharp they're. Guys, the the Daily Roto yeah. uh, guys, it's amazing. Like they can tell you this guy will score twenty two point seven points, and then he'll score twenty two point twenty two points. Their totals were money. Points. Remember their right? totals? Yeah, yeah their totals. Cool. Like they're so smart guys in today's day and age. The algorithms and the computer programs are so accurate, the data, right? Everything's data nowadays. We're too stupid for data. We're old school bettors looking for an angle and an edge. There is no angle and edge when you're betting against a computer. It's like uh, that Kasparov guy. It's like, I uh, can't put it this way. It's like you're trying to beat like uh, the, the Watson, the IBM uh, guy in chess oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, Watson. You're yeah. not beating Watson. <laughs> no, Watson knows everything. He knows your move. He already has you five yeah. moves ahead. So, you know, he knows. So, yeah, when you're betting on <laughs> when you're betting on sports, and I don't care what sport, you're betting on the NBA, college basketball, NFL football. There are a few sports, and this is why actually you can you can be a little bit more successful in them. Hockey is tough. Hockey's there, more luck driven. There is data and there are algorithms for hockey. But it's such a reactionary sport. It is. It's not set plays, really. The puck is bouncing around. So you can have analysis as far as who's going to win more and lose more. But the, the numbers within the game are a little looser. 
Now, fighting is the same thing. You can have, like, the computer can tell you if this guy fights this guy, you, you, you can put in, like, how many punches and kicks and takedowns and defense. So you got to be smart. Like, it's not just guys that you just hit, like, refresh, and these guys get, like, these magic numbers. Yeah, because people, oh, the guy just has a computer. Yeah, he has a computer algorithm, and he's a genius and knows how to feed it, yeah. right, to give him the, the, the real data out of it. In fighting cam, it's very difficult. Like, you know, one of the one of the softer spots in sports betting is actually live UFC fighting. You know, why is it? There's not a computer program for this. They actually have a guy watching the fight. There's a guy watching a fight mm -hmm. that's saying, all right, after the first round, this guy's winning or this guy's losing. So essentially, it's what Joe Rogan says. And he's they're influenced by about what the announcers on the broadcast are saying about who's winning the fight and joe rogan's an entertaining guy he's got like the biggest podcast in the world right now pretty much camera one of them yeah uh, but i swear to god thank god this guy's not a referee because uh, stevie wonder <laughs> sees better than joe rogan does <laughs> and i say it with respect like rogan yeah. knows more about yeah. mma than i'll ever know and like all this other stuff but when it comes to picking a winner He's biased. Like he's yeah. he's always like on the side of one person or his buddy that he knows and he trains with. Like there's always a little understanding. Rogan's I love Rogan's analysis, but when it comes to who's winning a fight, he's whacked out, bro. All right, he's whacked out. And I take advantage of it. You can take advantage of it with in-game betting. So where I'm going with this is in the draft camp, they don't have any data to spit in here. No, they don't. Like, FanDuel doesn't have a magic algorithm. Oh, the magic draft algorithm. Yep. All they can do is watch everything. McShay, Kuyper, Walter Football. Yeah. Like, they're on every poll, every mock draft, every everything, and then they take it from that. So where I'm going with this is a couple of guys bashing two on ESPN for two, three days is number moves 50 cents, guys. Yeah, exactly. And and, and we, like, we like the movement because... You know, I, I'm in on two. I think you're in on two. And you said it. What's going to happen in the draft, too, when a domino that they have doesn't fall or something crazy happens? As you mentioned, Jordan Love gets drafted early. Uh-oh. Then the whole thing, the whole chain of events becomes random, even more so, and crazy. And uh, that's what's going to happen, Gabe. I'm telling you, though, man, I, I, I really like the fact with our bets and all the numbers. Remember, we bet you're like, hey, everyone's fading us. The numbers are going down. It's fine. It's fine with me because every time there's a negative story, we get better numbers on the guys we like, and I have no problem with that. Uh, Jeff Okuda, and it's interesting. If Burrow, if Burrow, Chase Young, and Okuda go one, two, three, that's three Ohio State Buckeyes. Even though Joe Burrow is yep. a Joe Burrow uh, yeah. now out of out <laughs> LSU Tigers with yeah, coach, coach, coach Ed Ordron. You see, Coach got uh, divorced. Did he really? Yeah, uh, success. Uh, no, I don't like... Uh, I, really? I, I thought his wife stood by him pretty good during those uh, press conferences. She's, like, uh, really into it. Uh, he's a big dog now. I guess he could be with anybody know, in Louisiana. Like, These guys, no. why don't you stick with your lady? Man, you know marriages won't work if, if Coach O can't stay married. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I like to be... <laughs> I like to be in a divorce Swingers. office for this. Yeah, no. People think it's funny. I'm eating chicken on a stick now in the Exxon, but you know, it's because you can't cook. <laughs> no, it's a, that's the thing. You said it. Like, once you win the national championship, yeah, I guess so there's a lot of coach younger Mrs. O's that are uh, knocking on, uh, <laughs> on, uh, on Ed's yeah, door. Yeah, the, the LSU groupies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
Correct. No, so I, I don't know. So, so, but, so yeah, so, but Joe Burrow was Ohio State, of course. Yes. Right? But he transferred to LSU. Chase Young, Ohio State. Okuda, Ohio State. Yep. I'm telling of- you now, and it pains me, trust me to say this, as a Michigan fan, <laughs> but when they play college football, Ohio State's, Ohio State's winning. Like, their time is coming, Ken. They've been knocking on the door. They have as much talent as anybody. Like, they're, they're, they're starting to surpass Bama and Clemson. Like, if you look at NFL talent over the last, like, three to five years, nobody's producing the studs like Ohio State. I, it's like, I, there's, I not even, there's no bus. Like, no. they don't have any bus. They're all no, good. You're, you're absolutely right. Like, and even guys, like, you could look at guys who are drafted, like Eli Apple makes a couple mistakes, still a good NFL player. That's the one guy people yeah, like, like, oh, the worst yeah. One. yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's exactly where I'm coming from. And let's remember this game from guys who bet. We were watching the Clemson game. If Dobbins didn't get hurt in that game, Ohio State was dominating Clemson in that game for a while till Lawrence got his bell rung, woke up and said, hey, we're not going down like this. And they fought back. So I'm with you. Every and the look at the play, look at the teams they have to play. You could say what you want about Michigan. You could say what you want about Penn State. All those teams. Wisconsin's a damn good team. They show oh, the up. Big Ten's, the Big Ten's yes. a great conference. It's they, loaded. They, it's they, loaded. I don't like their non-conference slate, Ohio State. But listen, hey, let's not get in too much of a love fest about these guys. Oh, I just, I just say that I think yeah. they can win. <laughs> yes, they can. Very much so. Yes, yeah, they're that they're that good. <laughs> yeah. All right, but no, they're an NFL factory right now. True. Yeah, yeah, Michael no. Thomas, wide receiver, um, Zeke Elliott, running back, yep. the Bosa brothers, uh, yeah, a million, pretty much, pretty much every DB, like every second DB in the NFL. Lattimore. Place. Yeah, Lattimore, uh, Spray, we go on, there's just a million of them. Uh, LSU, though, too, and I've always said this about LSU, the LSU Tigers in past years, they were contributing, they had like the talent that Alabama had, they used to have a quarterback. Right, they didn't have the offense. They didn't have the quarterback, but they had the NFL caliber talent. But it's amazing, like when you look at the schools, how like the draft is really sort of dominated by, by these powers now. Like Joe Burrow, all right, LSU, Ohio State, Chase Young, Ohio State, Okuda, Ohio State, Tua, Alabama. Um, uh, who who else is after that? Uh, that from basically the same schools. I mean, we talk about it. Fifteen and a half players, the over under for SEC just in the first round alone. Yeah, it's gonna and it's gonna be really close. It's gonna go under though. It's gonna yes. go just we like four, under. fourteen guys, fourteen to fifteen. Uh, it goes slightly under the number. And speaking of Clemson, there's another guy I want to get to, Isaiah Simmons. Oh, so, let's talk. Here's another guy. So linebacker Isaiah Simmons. He's someone that's interesting. Where people are like, he's awesome. You know, one of the you know great great college linebacker. Can do a little bit of everything, hybrid, you know, inside, outside coverage, you know, run, pass, get to the quarterback, etc. Then the critics say he doesn't do anything great enough. That he's good, but he's not worth like a top five pick uh, worth taking. And I'm perplexed by him as well. When I saw the number at six and a half, Cam, I'm thinking, no way in hell he lasts a seven. I think well, he does. I'm thinking he can, and he probably does. Actually. Seven is the number. I think not, we have a lot of other guys. If I think Love is going to be a surprise pick, exactly. I think Drew is a surprise pick. Not everybody can be drafted in the top five or six and a half here. What do you think of Isaiah Simmons? I think he's a very good player, and I think it's interesting. And the number is six and a half, and I'll go over, and I'm only going to go over by the hook. 
I don't think the Chargers, obviously, they need a quarterback. Nowhere I think he goes to. The Carolina Panthers at seven. Luke Keekley retired. They need a linebacker, and that's where I, I put him in there. I think the Panthers need to build something with all the new guys that they have there. I love them. Hey, Clemson, Carolina, I'm making a lot of sense there, Morenzi. Give me Simmons at seven to, to Carolina. Back, to go just over the number. And listen, there's there's a prop. Will he be in the top five, Simmons? No. And Listen, Cincinnati are taking Joe Burrow, all right? We know this. Washington, Washington might trade the pick. I don't think they will. I think if anyone trades, it's probably Detroit. You never know. Washington, Ron Rivera, he might like Chase Young enough to want to do it. But one thing, if you think about it, Cam, the one thing the Washington Redskins, ironically enough, already have, they already have a million stud defensive linemen. Yes, they do. Like, it's the one strength of their team. They've actually drafted well over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, a bunch of Alabama guys and stuff. They need offense, in my opinion. They need skill position players. Yes, You're they right. do. Like, you can this people is rip thing. Haskins all they want. Who the hell do Haskins have? They have Chase Young going second in the draft. And as I say before, take a look at Washington Redskins. Since they tried it when they drafted Doxson from TCU, a guy that we loved in college, hurt all the time. Where are the receivers? Eh, they have none. Adrian Peterson, running back. He's still running. Geis is hurt Geis all the time. Where are your skilled players, Washington? They have no offense. Read the tight end. So many concussions, retiring. Like I look at the Washington Redskins offense. Defense is not the problem with the Redskins. It's their offense, and they need to build it, man. Like, And you need an offensive lineman to protect your quarterback, too. And, and honestly, too, if you think of the Washington Redskins, now with Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is not Cliff Kingsbury. No, he's right. not. No, he's old school. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Like, Ron Rivera plays smash mouth football. Like, with Carolina, there is a pattern. Big guys, smash mouth, running, you know, they're, they're just physical type of tough dudes. And they don't really have that now. You're not going to play that type of football. Darius guys couldn't stay healthy, like, through a preseason, let yeah, alone an NFL season. That. Yep. Uh, Adrian Peterson, he's, I know, he's a freak of nature. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's actually still playing good, considering how old I agree. Uh, he is. Listen, uh, McLaurin was good, right? Uh, so they, they had Terry like... McClure, Ohio yeah, State, McClure. another Buckeye. Another Buckeye. So they had, <laughs> they had a surprise stud there, exactly, yes. a Buckeye. But you're right, they need skill position players. But Chase Young is too good for them not to take as well. Yes. It's one of those yeah. deals. Like, you can't, like, not take them. I would not seen though. I'd trade down. I think they're in a perfect position. This is what you can do. When you're a bad football team, Gabe, and I don't know, if me and you were in the Redskins war room, I'd go, buddy... You got to listen to me here. I know Chase Young's amazing, but we could drop down and really start building. Oh, yeah, our but team. the thing is, who's going to, that, that's what we got to hope if you're betting a two under three and a half, which I yeah. will. I'm going to roll the dice that that the Dolphins or the Chargers are the ones that trade up with the skins and the skins fall back. You know, the Lions are in a better spot to trade almost. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because let's say Burrow goes first overall. Yep. Chase Young goes second overall. Then the Lions put word out through the chat because it's not the phone now. But it must be like yeah. a draft. Yeah, you like know they're going to have a GM chat. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a GM chat, and someone's <laughs> going to say in the Lions, I'm taking Tua. Yeah. And then suddenly think about that. If you're the Lions, you have to do that. And there's already been people who thought, hell, you thought that they would push Stafford out the door, that they would take Tua. You put it out there. If I was the Lions right now, I would be leaking this left and right to everybody in the media. Yeah, we're driving. We love Tua. Yeah, Stafford's done. Patricia doesn't like him. They don't get along. Yeah. We love Tua. You've got to get it in other people's minds. It's part of being a good GM. You've got to get in other people's minds that you might take Tua. And then you're at three. 
then the Dolphins or Chargers have no choice. Yeah. Like I said, if I you're right, Ken. If I was the Redskins or the Lions, I'd be gunning for the Dolphins for their fifth and 18th pick. I would do it. We talked about it. I'd say, listen, I'll do it. I'm going to take this guy. If you don't want to do it, I'm going to take two. I'll put him on a bench. Yeah. I don't care. That's you, why you, I like, like you call that. them even and you even threaten them. Yeah. You, go, you know, call my bluff. You don't think I'll do it? I'll do it. And you trade with them. And then you're the Redskins. You get two players for instead of one, right? Because you're right. If you're the Redskins, you're not winning the Super Bowl now. Chase Young's good. He's not put, putting you in the Super Bowl anyways. I think you need multiple players to be the Redskins out of getting the second pick. I, it doesn't mean they're going to do it, though. No, the Lions are a lot closer than the Redskins, too. But you know what I mean? You look like T.J. Hawkerson, they have a good tight end. They have an aging quarterback who is still good. They have one of the best receiving. Like, even Jones Jr. is still playing well, right? And then you have a st you have stud fast receiver. The Lions need a couple of picks. If I'm Detroit in the war room, even with Patricia, who we well, don't like as a quarter. trade. Yeah. Would they take Isaiah Simmons third? No, 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 no. I think Detroit, you know what? This is what separates good teams. If you're smart, exactly what you said. You get the word out, you trade down, and you yeah, get Detroit. Picks. Detroit are not smart. No, they're not. They're <laughs> not smart. But you know what? Maybe they can change things this year because they could trade down and get oh, pick number they're eight. They're never going to change 14. It. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If I was a GM of that Listen, team, the I'd get the words out right now because they need more than one pick at that number. The Lions almost have to take Akuda. They they let Slay go. They need a DB. You know, they, they just do. I mean, it just it's, it makes perfect sense. So if you look at Isaiah Simmons, the Giants could use him, yet the Giants aren't going to take him. Like, the Giants need an offensive line. Like, there's no – they're going to get Daniel Jones killed. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, look. Like, like, it's safer for Daniel Jones to walk around like um, – uh, Times Square <laughs> with, with like waving around a bag full of money. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Time Decisions continues. Get on the grid and get in the nation. SB Nation, the loudest station in the nation. Now, with Scotty Farrell and yours truly, Gabriel Morencia, a product guy with the Richard Redhead Camps, doing Game Time Decisions. Uh, now can be heard weekdays from 6 to 7 right here on SB Nation Radio. We're fired up uh, to be on board. We're also excited for the National Football League uh, draft. We're going to get to your questions of the day uh, before we're done. We've got a lot of stuff uh, to get to, uh, actually. Uh, but right now, we're still talking about the National Football League uh, draft. Time to get serious about this. It's about a week and a half away. 
uh, right now. And, um, you know, we're betting real money here, especially with no games uh, on the board besides Belarusian women's um, handball, <laughs> which I don't really want to. I got to be honest I, with you. I really like, I'd be that. a liar to say I'm, t I'm touching Belarus leagues. Like, it's not happening for me. You know, I know they're playing hockey and stuff, too. I'm going to pass. No, there's too, you know, with all this NFL stuff, there's just too many opportunities here. Exactly. There's, um, there's just too many opportunities in the NFL draft for me to be worried about that sort of other fringe stuff right now because I'm going to be putting big money uh, down on these NFL draft uh, props. So we were talking about Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. Another character player like all these kids are out of Clemson for the most part. You know, good kid, smart kid, high football IQ, championship pedigree. He's played well in big games. Yep. You know, it's amazing. It's almost like the nicer kids you, the nicer the kids you are, the more they malign you. <laughs> it's true. And it really they're doing like, the tour, like you know what I mean? Yes, it's it is. Kid. It's like if you're if you're sort of like a jerk and you have edge, they almost like yeah. you more than yes, if you're like, like, oh, he's a good kid. He never got like, oh, he's oh. just a good kid. Remember with Bosa, all that stuff. He's like, you know, the guy used to tell this guy and this guy and say, oh, okay, no, no, but you know, you take him. That's the thing. They it almost like they like that anger, that edge, that guy that's really going to stir the pot rather than a guy who's just more go with the flow, but. It's the National Football League. Yeah, there's a psychology to what they do. There is, right? Um, so if you, if you, Isaiah Simmons, though, over under six and a half. You mentioned Carolina. I think Carolina could be a, you know, I think you could be on to something there. I don't right. think that's crazy talk. I don't think he goes third overall. The New York Giants picking fourth. They need to take an offensive lineman, like we were stating earlier. Yeah. If the New York Giants offensive line um, you know, where security guards at a bank, man, like the bank would get robbed daily. Like people would word on the street would be out. Oh yeah, yeah, just push them out of the way. They're not even doing it. <laughs> yeah, but aren't they big guys? Yeah, yeah, but they're, they're useless. Boom. They're big, but they're, it, it doesn't matter. Like, people would say, you go right around them. That's what people say. You go right around them. It's so, right. It's vital the Giants do that. Oh, it's one of those it. things. It's not like going to be Some of these picks are too obvious, right? Yeah. Where it's like, ah, oh, just because everyone thinks that doesn't mean it's going to happen. But when you're talking about the New York Giants, they need to take an offensive yes. line. Not just for Danny Jones, but they're wasting Saquon Barkley as well. 100%. Yeah. What are they doing with Barkley? He's got, Gabe, it's amazing what he does with that offensive line. Imagine you actually have competent blocking, the things you could do with Barkley, and Jones is going to have another year. And they have good wide receivers already, too. They have good skill yeah. position players, the Giants. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They have good skill yeah. position players. When they draft those receivers, a lot of their guys who are drafted late have turned out to be pretty good. Like, they've done well in that department. Just get a, a nice offensive tackle, a guy that can protect people. you got to build that offensive line. you got to. It's that simple, or Jones is going to be coming back in a body bag. <laughs> and that's not it's not it's a they got to help this kid out and he was good remember his first game against tampa bay it's like he was running for his life and stuff it eventually caught up with him like he was a magician i'll give jones a lot of credit he was running for his life last year you know who my boy was uh last year for the giants late in the season it was a great td prop darius slayton darius slayton was great uh slayton was just scoring like it was amazing i was like slayton to score a touchdown yes and even though the Giants would lose, I was crushing the Giant props, doing, yeah. doing the show right out of FanDuel uh, right there during the Giant games. Um, so, yeah, the Giants, the Giants aren't going to take Isaiah Simmons uh, fourth overall. They have to take an offensive lineman. Um, Isaiah Simmons, the Dolphins aren't taking him. No. Right? No. I mean, the Dolphins. Although, there's, is there a guarantee the Dolphins take a quarterback? Who you knows? never know. Yeah, yeah, and the Chargers? Who knows? He could be right there at the Chargers, right, at number six. I don't know. Like you, that, I think he's going. Simmons is going seven, in my opinion. 
What's the over under? I think you're right. Six and a half. I think you're right. It's going to be real close. I'm just. I like the bet better though. I like the bet better. Will be will he be in a top five? No. And I'll say no. The juice. Yeah, and I'll I'll say no. Like Tina being the top five, I don't I don't think he is. Uh, and so right now, yeah, he's six and a half, but it's minus one forty two to the under. I'll so take over one forty. Over yeah. is plus one twelve. I think you might have nailed it too, a Carolina for Isaiah Simmons. It's a good fit for what uh, what they need. Keekley's out. Uh, Rule is an offensive guy. He's he's a, you know he thinks defense first. Rule, one thing with Rule, that he should have somewhat of an advantage right now um, in this draft. And we saw this with your boy Pete Carroll, actually. He's Kansas yep. Seattle fan. Mm-hmm. If you noticed, Seattle didn't draft as well a couple of years ago after. Pete Carroll was away from college for longer. Yeah. Right? Like, right now, Matt Rule knows. Like, he knows every kid that's in the Big 12 inside out. He's played against them. He's recruited them. He's seen them. He's on top of the college football world. So he'll know the little things that the NFL guys won't know, especially yeah. now, right? It's a big advantage to a guy like Rule. First couple of years it is, for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, exactly. But especially now, he'll know more about a kid. Yeah, no, that kid has problems with this, and they don't know that. But, you know, he'll, he'll have a sort of a little bit more insight. But I think Isaiah Simmons does make a lot of sense uh, there. I like the prop, though. Will he be bet in the top five? And I say no. I don't think he will be bet in the top five. No, I agree. I like that one better because I don't have to screw around with pick six where he could go. So that will be bet. Yeah, exactly. If, you know, always look at the alternative, guys. Because, you know, with these props, like we said earlier, do you want to get Tua to be the third pick exact at plus 170? Or would you rather have over under three and a half at plus 150? Yeah. This way, if there's a trade, you go second overall. You know, imagine if you bet him to go third overall, plus 170, there's a trade, he goes second, you lose your bet. Yeah, that would be pretty frustrating. Yes, that's very frustrating. Here's an interesting one, too. And I'm starting to come around on this one. Only, like, I'm coming around in the opposite direction, actually, on this. Before, I was kind of thinking that DeAndre Swift was for sure going to be the first running back taken. I'm not sure either. But as a betting man, which I am, like Pete Rose, um, which I am... (laughs) We As are. a betting man, mm-hmm. I would not lay minus 200 on that. Yep. And I think oh, there's value on John. Wouldn't shock me if Jonathan Taylor went ahead of him. And people are sleeping on Dobbins. There's a lot of Dobbins talk recently that people are jumping on his wagon right now. But I'm going to go on record now. I don't think DeAndre Swift will be the best running back out of all these guys in the NFL. And I would like to go on record with you. I think out of those three guys, I would ha- rank him third. And it's nothing against Swift. It's just I like the other guys. I like Taylor, and I love Dobbins. I think I'll Taylor's going to be the best NFL guy, actually. Dobbins is really good. I think Dobbins will be the best NFL guy. You know, the thing with Dobbins, and I like him. You know, you and I talked about it. I like Dobbins. But the thing with Dobbins is, I mean, how do you hold anything against a kid that rushed for 2,000 yards in a Big Ten? Yes. And no one talks about him at all. It's crazy, like, for how good he was. Yet, we have sort of answered our question earlier in the show the teammates that he plays with, Cam. Yeah. There's something to be said for it, bro. Everyone's just, a freaking stud on Ohio State. You're right, I'm not Dave. saying anybody can run for 2,000 yards, but he's he was in a really good situation there. He was. No, and they had a great offensive lineman. But the reason I say this, and I watch a lot, we watch like almost every Ohio State game, look what he did at the end of games. 
When teams need to get back the ball, he drag you down for 17 yards, bust through a hole, extra late touchdown. He got stronger as the game went on. I know he got hurt against Clemson. I'm not going to hold that against him. I just think he's an absolute stud, and I would not pass up on this kid. Like, I, I know Swift is the fancier name right now. I'm with you. I would never lay minus 200 to, for him to go first. I like the other two guys better, but I'm not saying Swift isn't going to be good. I just like Dob I just like Dobbins, and I like Taylor better. All right, we got a we got a question slash tweet here from Shooter McGavin, but it's not the real Shooter McGavin. Yeah, I wish you had Shooter. I know. I was like, oh, hey, Shooter, Shooter, but... Shooter, we haven't seen yeah. you in years. In, since yeah, yeah. I don't think he'd remember. <laughs> no, he would not remember. I, I barely remember, and he barely remembers. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, me, 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 long time ago, it was the night. It was years ago, <laughs> the famous Monday Nighter. Oh, but in Dallas, Tony Romo, they were in Buffalo. I don't know. Buffalo had like an 18 or 21 point lead or something in the it fourth quarter. We blew it. Seven or 28, actually. Like, it was a nightmare. It was, like, it was, it was like a slow coming train wreck, car crash you could see coming. Yeah. I was in the end zone. Yeah. I was smashed that night, too. If we and had live betting back then, we would have made probably like five grand. Like, we knew, we knew Dallas was coming back. When Buffalo was up that oh, much, no, that it was, was live, a feeling. That was live betting back then. Yeah. But me personally, yeah, I was too drunk to use my phone. <laughs> uh, like I was that drunk. Like I remember though, like I swear to God, I remember being in the end zone with like five or seven minutes left, and Bill fans were sort of celebrating a bit. Some guys, and I remember saying to someone, "You guys must be young, man, because you don't know what's coming." And I just sort of saw it, and I was literally in the end zone when the field goal went through like it landed like right next to me almost dick folk <laughs> yeah but dick. but that night that night shooter mcgavin was there and uh he was hammered like driving around like in a golf cart in a parking oh, yeah. lot and like <laughs> throwing footballs with people he is a man of the people though like yeah. the actor shooter mcgavin except he he acts like the character in real life he doesn't come oh, out yeah. the character so yeah, everyone's like hey shooter <laughs> he's doing shots he's buddies with jim kelly um, so anyways, we got a question from uh, shoot, shoot, we got a question from Shooter McGavin, uh, which is kind of a dumb question. Would you get uh, coronavirus for a million dollars? Yes. For a million? Yes. But the problem with me is if I get it, I might uh, die. I would, if I, I was you, I wouldn't either. do it. No, no, you can't yeah, do it. I, I, my life's not worth it. I money. would advise against it. You I just bet the ponies anyways. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't bet a million dollars on horses, but I think a chunk would go to an entertainment fund, and yes. Eventually, you know, rest, <laughs> rest on rims and, like, uh, whatever, yeah. I, I a million would end up killing you. You're going to die of the virus, or you're going to die of the food that you would buy. Yeah, All right. Uh, Miles asks, uh, which package would you rather have if you were a general manager? Joe Burrow and a random second-round offensive lineman or... Jordan Love and C.D. Lamb. You know what? I'm actually going to go with Jordan Love and C.D. Lamb. Uh, even though the, Burrow looks like this can't-miss guy, he's going to Cincinnati, and many people have gone to Cincinnati, and you, even him, like, if he can't turn that bad boy around, you know, but I like C.D. Lamb as a receiver. I think he's a game-changer, and we think Love is uh, underrated. So I'm going to go with package number two. I think probably the safer package would be number one, but Gabe, I like to roll the dice. All right, I am in love. I want to let me clarify something though. I don't like Jordan Love that much. Even though I love the bet of under 19 and a half. Yes. I think he will be taken. I'm not a massive fan of him personally. Okay. But when I'm betting this draft cam, I'm not betting what I think. It's irrelevant what I think. That's it's the same thing. It's like I was saying, if it's irrelevant what Mel Kuyper thinks, it's irrelevant what I think. 
We're not betting what you think, I think, Kuiper thinks, Mache thinks. We're betting what I think GMs are going to think. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What would you rather have? Like when you're questions? betting on a game, Cam, you're betting on who you think's going to yes. win. Yes, With I this, do. I'm not betting on this. I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't love. I don't love Jordan Love. You know who Jordan Love reminds me of? My guy, Josh Allen. He might be good. He might not. They're very similar to me. I, you know, I don't. You know, people are calling Jordan Love the closest thing to Mahomes. That I, you know, he's a kind of poor yeah. man, Mahomes, yeah, like so to speak. It's a big comparison. Yeah, yeah, like. Your boy Allen's not that bad. He just makes bad decisions sometimes. He can move. He throws guards. He just has and little. I think Josh Allen's is better than Jordan Love. Yeah, Josh Allen. What he does though, he'll play great, and then he'll have like a brain fart for like three drives, and then he'll Still get like, younger. Yes, and he'll get better. Agreed. I would take Burrow and the lineman though. I, you know, I, I'm not. I don't want to build a franchise around Jordan Love. And C.D. Lamb's really good, but there's like 18 really good wide receivers no, in the draft this year. Good point. It's a tough, good, very good question. Though. Yeah, good question from Miles. Thank you, Miles. All right, our boy Gino uh, checks in. Gino Gamari, what's up, Gino? Uh, you guys think Okuda has a chance to go second overall? Um, oh, no. No. And I'm also on C.D. Lamb, first wide receiver drafted. What do you guys think? Yes. No, Okuda is really good, and Okuda will be the first defensive back taken like that's you know that's that's a um yeah that that's a lot what is he he's, well okuda's prop is over under four and a half under will he go to four no hold on he's <sighs> not going to cincinnati he's not going to washington detroit he's not going Eight. to the giants no that's so you're basically thing. betting you're basically betting that he goes third overall which then you get into, because look, it's over under, under four and a half is plus 108. But they also have the prop, uh, like which will, will, will the team, what team will take them and stuff, right? So then, you know, do you, do you just lock it in or you lock it in the bet that Okuda will be, he'll be selected third overall at plus 130, because that's what it is right now. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. Knowing Detroit, how is there, what you said, how dumb they are. I think they are, they could have been in a great position to actually get two for one. They will. You don't think they'll take them, or you do I think, think they'll take I them? I think you're right. I think Detroit will screw it up. They're yeah, not no, no, no. Like, and they'll end up taking him only. Yeah. And instead of trading down. Instead of trading down and actually getting a couple picks, like, that's the thing. Detroit better get, you know what, guys? Get your feelers out and figure it out, Lions. This could be a great draft for you and the Redskins. There's a lot of things these guys could do, but the, a lot of them will play it safe. When I look, when we look at, we look at Jordan Love, and I was talking about the 19 and a half, so who can take him? Cincinnati's first overall, no. Washington, Detroit, Giants, no. Um, Miami could. It wouldn't, you know, you never know. They could think outside the box. Uh, the Chargers might like Jordan Love. Wouldn't shock me. Arizona has Kyle Murray. That's not happening. Jack Jacksonville and Ben is, is, is in play. Cleveland, yes. no. Baker Mayfield, 11, no. Sam Darnold, Jets. 12 feels to see it seems weird just to see Las Vegas instead of like Las Vegas. What are they talking hey, well, about? they need somebody for the future. Carl not, Carl. not Los Angeles, now the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep. To me, they're drafting 12th and Cam. They also have the Bears pick in that in that uh, Khalil Mack stuff, which isn't looking so stupid now. Suddenly yep. they have all these picks. They also have the 19th picks. I think there's a legitimate chance that Jordan Love, if he got through the top 10. I don't think Jordan. I think the Raiders would take Jordan Love at 19. What is if his he prop? Was there, 
and it's pop 19 and a half. So look, these are my chances. Somebody reaches for him, five Miami, six Chargers, and okay. Hell, Miami can take him at 18. Yeah, they could. Miami could take him at 18. They could do a lot of things. Miami could still trade down. Maybe they like the thing is, there's no real studs out there like to wait for. That's the whole problem. You're better off trading down if you're these teams right now. Yep, I agree. I think Detroit can actually have a really good draft if they if they're smart. But we talked about that. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. They can play it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. 